The following program is an exclusive Disruption Networks production. The Baseline is back with all new episodes every Sunday night at 8 p.m. Right here on Disruption Network. The complete rundown of news and notes around Major League Baseball. Get caught up with fantasy rankings, predictions, league leaders, standings, and more. Join JP and SPG as they bring you original segments like 3 Up, 3 Down, The Haps on the Haps, Tip of the Cap, and The Field Report. Don't find yourself out of the baseline. Join the baseline every Sunday night, all season long, only on the D. Hey, it's Cassidy, and you're listening to Disruption Network. (laughs) So you just bought your dream home, and now it's time to move. Let's face it, nobody likes to move. All the packing, unpacking, lifting, upstairs, downstairs, and broken everything, including your back. Let the professionals at EJA Moving Company take all the stress and pain out of your move. Competitively priced moving. Relocation services, office moves, and complete packing and unpacking services. They work with everybody to make it simple and easy for you to move and relocate. Call EJA Moving Company at 315-335-0516. When it's time to relocate, have EJA Moving do all the work for you. Hit them up online, ejamoving.com. Hey, Disruption Network, this is Mike Sacco, the general manager at Nye Volkswagen of Rome. If you don't know me by name, it's only because you have not received the best deal. There's only one reason to leave Utica, and that's to come see me in Rome and get the best deal on your next new, pre-owned, or certified VW. Mention that you heard this ad from Disruption Network and receive $250 off your next vehicle purchase. You'll know why our customers say, I love my Nye VW. Come see us at 5865 Rome Taberg Road in Rome or visit us online at nivwofrome.com. Want to know what's going on at the D? Hit up disruptionnetwork.net and check out our events calendar brought to you by the Events Co. Find out about upcoming guests, special events, concerts, show schedules, community activities, and more. Get connected at disruptionnetwork.net. The Property Sisters of the Mohawk Valley was born when three top producing agents with over 25 years of combined experience selling real estate joined forces to take real estate to the next level. We practice with honesty, integrity, and the knowledge to help make the buying and selling process easy and stress-free for all of our clients. We pledge to always make our clients our top priority from start to finish and even after the house is closed. We will always be a valued resource for information and assistance for our buyers and sellers. Our customers over the years have become not only past clients, but great friends. As we join hands together as the Property Sisters of the Mohawk Valley, we look forward to serving our clients and our community and making a positive difference. You can reach us at 315-601-9630 for all of your real estate needs. The Disruption Network is making moves. For upcoming events, news, interviews, and new daily programming, keep in the loop with us at disruptionnetwork.net. Like, follow, and subscribe to all our social media. And check out all our podcasts on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and Spotify. Get up on the D, disruptionnetwork.net. Welcome to EC Radio Podcast. We would like to thank all of our sponsors for joining the Disruption team, and we hope that you will support all of our sponsors. And of course, we appreciate you listening to this program. It's a beautiful day in the neighborhood, a beautiful day in the neighborhood, could you be mine? 
Would you be mine? It's a beautiful day in the neighborhood, a beautiful whatever. What's up, everybody? We are live on all Disruption Network social media platforms, and it's wrapped up into a nice little podcast of love you can view at your discretion. Whenever the hell you want at DisruptionNetwork.net. It's me, Z. How you doing? Hope you're enjoying. What is today? Today's Wednesday, right? Wacky Wednesday? I don't even know. I never know what day it is. Never know what day it is. But anyways, welcome to your Wednesday. Before we get anything, much love out to my sponsors, Utica Coffee. Love those guys. WakeTheHellUp.com if you want to check out some delicious coffee. Also, much love to Nye Volkswagen in Rome. Simple and easy. If you are looking for a brand new Volkswagen, you hop over to their showroom, mention you listen to the D, they're going to give you $250 off any vehicle purchase. NyVDubOfRome.com for more information. Also, much love to EJA Moving Services and, of course, our good friends over at the FX Matt Brewing Company, Saranac.com. Check them out for more information. And since I'm on the subject of Saranac, the man, the myth, the legend that's so frequently used, but Cheo, I feel like you are the man, the myth, the legend, the man behind the Saranac concert series. It starts up really, really, well, it already started, but we got another one coming up really soon. But Chuck Cheo, Creative Concerts, in the house with us. Pal, how you doing? You're distracted. Hey, go, right, over I'm here, pal. Right. Wake up. Ah, wake up. Are we, are we on? Do I got to get you a booster seat so you can see me? <laughs> Very funny. How you doing, bud? I don't know. You got to get a new intro, though. You get new old. intro? I, you're, you're sick yeah. of it? Yeah. I'm, I'm Something over new? I'm over it. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I had to call him. You made me feel guilty the other day. We you twisted your been, arm. It's been more than a year. So. <laughs> That year flew by. I think it's time to do another one. You haven't changed a bit. No, I haven't. And neither have you, though you probably got a little bit older. And I I think your urination flow is a little off, too. I I heard you in the bathroom in there. You're in there for like 10 minutes, bro. Yeah, you know, I'm getting old. Or you get some Flonase happening or something. (laughs) (laughs) Well, good to see you, man. You got Saranac... Oh, so much shit going on this this summer, man. Yeah, we had we start we started out with a great show to get the let out and uh, the new and improved space over there is looking good. We're back on the thirtieth with the annual pilgrimage by Slightly Stupid. Um, yeah, we got a great lineup. I mean, geez, we got Les Claypool coming. We got Oof, the Sean struts, Lennon, uh, the Struts, almost Queen. Geez, you know, it's going to be a lot of fun. Humphreys McGee, I mean, the list goes on and on. And you can check out the whole list of concerts coming to Saranac and all the great shows they got. CCTIX.com for more information. And, uh, you know, right off right off a of Slightly Stupid, we head into the Mowdown, and, and right after Mowdown, Blues Traveler at the Brewery. Now, is so. the whole Mowdown lineup confirmed? Yes, it is. It is? Yes. Yeah. All set, ready to go? All set, ready to pull the trigger, ready to go. Yep. And we're looking, f- we're looking forward to Mowdown. What's this Mowdown, what, 16, 17? 17. It's 17? 17. Hmm. So. Well, we'll start looking ahead to 20. you got to do something big for the 20th. Um, well, the 20th probably won't come for a while because, you know, we're on this every other year cycle now. Um, so that's the thing? Which, it's going to be every other which, year? Well, that's always open for debate. Mm-hmm. I really like the every other year because I need like a year to rest. So. <laughs> you need <laughs> it a works year. for me. But <laughs> a year to recuperate. Time will tell. Time will tell. Definitely looking forward to Mowdown this year. It's uh, July 4th, 5th, and 6th. And you just elected not to do a Sunday this year? Why is that? Well, the way the ho- holiday fell, we we all we all decided that Fourth of July, that July window was the best chance for decent weather, even though it didn't quite work out that well in 2017. Um, and just the way the holiday fell, 
Um, we felt like people would have to work on Monday, but yeah. they wouldn't be working. They wouldn't be working on 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 Thursday. So it gives everybody a day to recover, right? Because right. you not, need a day to recover. Wednesday. They're not working th- Thursday. Mm-hmm. They're not working Friday. So um, yeah, just the way the holiday fell may just seem to make more sense. I, I it's I, I'm having a lot of like dyslexia with it because I keep <laughs> saying Sunday, but I really mean Saturday, and I keep saying Friday but I really mean Thursday um, yeah it made the booking a little more challenging this year I kind of had to kept correcting things and changing them from Sunday to Saturday <laughs> um, a lot of mistakes yeah. made there <laughs> well you're so used to it hey, we're not perfect we're not perfect at all but solid lineup this year I'm psyched that the drive-by truckers are coming through I didn't even know they were a thing there are they back or didn't, didn't they break they're, up for a little on while tour. they're on tour this summer and uh we it's a band we've wanted for like i don't know 10 or 15 years mm-hmm. and it just fell into place this year yeah beautiful um i'm excited about this Corey wong it's it's pretty cool stuff i think the, Nasty, I think the fans will really like it right that's Spafford the guy is baffert's coming on strong right now um, yeah they've gained a lot of popularity yeah. so, it'll be good Corey Wong is definitely somebody to look out for. Yeah, Corey Wong is. Uh, yeah, Corey Wong's the shit. I, I'm very impressed with him. Mm-hmm. Some deep ass nasty funk. Greg Bell checking in and he's saying, "What's up? What's up, Greg? Hope you're doing well. If everybody out there could do us a favor, click share, spread the word of creative Greg concerts. Greg, oh, you probably got a good couple good stories about Greg Bell, huh? Gosh, I don't <laughs> want to put the guy in jail or get him divorced or anything. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Greg, I hope you're feeling well, though, man. I know you're uh, you're uh, down a little bit, so hope you're doing well. Oh, he's going to party himself into an early grave. We already know this, but <laughs> yeah, he was down for the count. He, he actually had the same surgery I had a few years ago, and uh, I'm sure he's bouncing back because, hey, look at me. I couldn't look any better, right? No, you're looking great, pal. You still not smoking? Well, I'm not going to lie. Okay. I have not smoked an entire cigarette since April 1st. Mm-hmm. Have I taken a puff here and maybe a puff there, maybe a couple times a week? Give me a drag of that. Yeah, but it's the more and more it's starting to taste shittier and shittier. So mm-hmm. maybe, you know, maybe it's this is like a 50 year thing for me. <laughs> Anyone that knows me doesn't recognize me without a cigarette in my mouth. Um, so. We'll see what happens. I mean, I'm up for the challenge. I'd like to live a little bit longer. We'll see what happens. Well, we need you around a little bit longer. But do you feel better? I actually Can, do feel better. Do you better. notice the difference? Yes, yes. And, you know, everybody says, well, it's really hard to not smoke when you're drinking. And, you know, I don't I don't really have that problem because my philosophy is, well, if it's really, just drink more. And you'll forget about the cigarettes. <laughs> You were smoking more out of a nervous habit, wouldn't you think? I just kept smoking more and more and more and more and enjoying yeah. it less and less and less. Yeah. And it just, I mean, I was good for two packs, three packs, four packs, sometimes a day. And like I said, 50 years is a long time to do anything. And it's just, I had a great run. Mm-hmm. It's just time to put it down. Yep. Man, it is. It's a nasty habit, and we all fall Short of that freaking nasty ass habit, yeah, sometimes couple t- the, the most like the the times when you want that cigarette the most are after like after dinner, you know, or in the car, or on the phone, 
you know, you have those moments, and I just suck on nicotine lozenges. I'm still kind of hooked on them. <laughs> well, that'll be another addiction to quit. <laughs> Wes is yeah. saying he paces around the office without a cigarette. He paces around more uh, without a cigarette. He said it's good cardio for you. <laughs> you getting your cardio and getting your steps in? Yep, uh, absolutely. Have you ever absolutely. counted your steps? Uh, just on the Apple, the iPhone thing. Yeah? Okay. And then... And then they're, they're, they're exaggerated lately because I got into this new kick. I get up early every morning and I walk like three or four miles. Mm -hmm. Believe it or not, I'm beating the pavement at like five, six o'clock in the morning. Um, everybody knows I don't, that knows me knows I don't sleep. So you I, don't sit it, still it either. It doesn't really matter. Right. Um, but today, my steps, does anybody really give a shit about this? 23,823 steps. Today, nine point nine miles. Today, yeah, that's just today. Twenty three thousand yeah. steps you got in today, and it's uh, I probably 3 did half of those before eight o'clock this morning, <laughs> or maybe before seven o'clock this morning. That's curious. So you you probably average about twenty five thousand a day. I I don't know. I Somewhere bet you do. There, yeah, yeah. I bet that's because yeah. you you're a pacer. You're constantly on the go. I always could think better on my feet mm -hmm. than I do. You know, sitting down, laying down, whatever. Were you ever diagnosed with like hyperactivity when you were a kid? I was a kid in the 50s. They didn't have it. They, they probably would have drugged me with everything they could find. Yeah. I, my grandmother used to pay me a dollar a minute to sit still. I never made more than one dollar. <laughs> <laughs> so if ADHD was a thing back in the 50s, they definitely would have diagnosed you with it. I think they probably would have. I think hey, so, too. Come on. We all got issues. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> I, I think it's named after me, ADD. It's the Anthony Donaldson disorder. <laughs> I'm the poster child. You know, if it happened in the 50s, then you would have been the poster child. But uh, Chuck Jail joining me in the studio today. Creative concert, cctix.com for more information. We've got all tons of great concerts coming up. And it uh, comes back on June 30th with Slightly Stupid over at the Saranac Brewery. They've been coming to town a they, lot lately. They have relatives in town, and uh, they kinda, it's kind of like a little family get-together for them. It's a yearly thing um, with them, right? It's an annual pilgrimage. Yes, mm -hmm. they have to come here. They, they, uh, they've got a pile of family, and the, the family comes out and hangs, and it's a cool thing. It's it a is a cool thing. Good family um, get together, gathering a little bit. It's always nice when there's a little bit of a local connection for whoever. You, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? It's not even if the band is from here, but like somebody's wife is from here or whatever. As long as there's some kind of local connection. It I don't know makes it a little bit nicer a little bit a little bit more fun I think yeah and it, and it gets them back here every year because I mean they're playing bigger venues and and much bigger markets but and and they're not they don't make the kind of money in Utica that they could possibly make someplace else but they just want to come here they just keep coming back it's just important to them because of the family connection so it's the vibe of this yeah. town what is it about Utica that you keep doing shows here. You've been doing shows here since the 70s, man, right? I or did, early 80s. I booked, I think, my very first show at the Stanley Theater was, I'm going to say 77, Seven. maybe, or 78. And my actually, my very first show at the Utica Odd was, I think was 78 or 9. I think it was 79. The Doobie Brothers in 79. That was your first show at the Odd? I think so. Let me think back here. <laughs> oh, 79. How old was I? 79. I was like 20. Yeah, I think it was 79. Might have been 78. You know, I had some, 
we sold it out. So I, I, I try, always try to save a ticket from every show. Mm -hmm. But the show was sold out. So if the show sold out, I ain't saving a ticket. I didn't get the money. <laughs> <laughs> Back then, I think the tickets were like maybe $6 and... Six dollars in advance, seven fifty day of show or something crazy like that. You know, the old cardboard tickets. I I miss the old tickets. What was the uh, Doobie Brothers guarantee then? It was twenty five thousand dollars. Wow! And I that like at that time, I mean, there's bands that play the Westcott Theater now that make twenty five thousand dollars. Right. At the, but back at that time, tickets were you know six, seven, eight bucks and. $25,000 was the number for the big bands. Mm -hmm. And at the time they played, when I booked a show, I just got lucky. Somebody was mad at somebody, and boom, I get the show. 25 was like the top money. Like the Doobie Brothers, 25. Um, Journey, 25,000. Van Halen, 25,000. Bruce Springsteen, 25,000. Everybody was 25. Then that number just got to 50,000. Then I remember, uh, gosh, I think it was around 1990, I had an agent tell me, oh, 100 grand is the number of the summer. <laughs> now the numbers are just ridiculous from, you know, from years ago. It's a whole different business, though. It's a whole different model. Mm -hmm. um, it used to be with the, with the tours, the tours were out to sell records, so they wanted to go volume. So they would they would keep the tickets as low as they could keep them and... Uh, try to fill the place. It was more of a volume game and more about selling records than actually making big money on the tour. And the, you know now that's completely flipped, where there are there is no record business, and I mean it's no secret. Everybody, uh, the guy, the head of records, that it's all about the tours now. Um, my only thing is, I I I get a little bit concerned that tick prices just keep going up, up, up. That someday concerts might just be for rich people and you know, i'd hate to see that happen yeah seriously because everybody's a fan of music and nobody should be shut out of a show and you know there's there's a lot of you know mainstream amphitheater but there's also a good healthy scene of smaller shows you know anywhere from t a couple of hundred seater to three thousand you know four thousand five thousand um there's a lot of business in that window. You know, there's some good opportunity there, and there's a lot of great acts. And sure, when in the '80s and the, that I love booking stadiums and Vernon Downs in the '90s and Carrier Dome shows, and sure we loved it. But well, you know, most of that stuff now falls into companies like Live Nation, AEG. But adapt. There's, like I said, there's still I still get excited every day about the business. I still love it. I love new music. I like to just roll with it, you know. There's really no more huge arena. There's some arena rock bands out there, but it's not as it used well, to be. Everything's been condensed. There's. You think it's just because when, there's too many bands? There used to be like almost no outdoor shows in the summer. Mm -hmm. There would just be one here, one there, and and you know now like. Gosh, a, a, the the business is just condensed into the lion's share of it. It just seems to be condensed into like you know June, July, and August. Mm -hmm. um, so it's tough. I mean, the fans got to spread it out. The fans only have so much money to spend, and they want to see everything. Mm -hmm. So, uh, 
There's a good balance, though. Yeah, there is. I just think there's just, it's flooded with so much music nowadays. There's so many genres. There's a lot of and... good choices out there. Oh, absolutely. There's a lot of great choices. Absolutely. Some of the who are you high on these days, band wise? Uh, no, I mean I I'm I'm real excited about this Strut show coming up. I'm I really want to see that. I've never seen the. Oh no, did we oh, see we, the band? We, we saw the band last summer at the they, West Coast. Yeah, it, that was great. They blew I, us away. Yeah, and I can't like wait to see it again. You know, I'm I'm excited about that. That's the band saving rock and roll. I I, I, I love Mo. I love Humphreys. I like all the the standard jam bands. Mm-hmm. And, you know, for new stuff, I'm you know, like I said, I this Corey Wong guy, I'm kind of cool. I'm kind of high on him right now. Um, you know, everybody loves Marcus King right now. Mm-hmm. He's he's doing some good stuff. Um, Fronte is always good. You know, um, lots of stuff uh, out yeah, there. Yeah, there's lots of stuff out lots there. Of what stuff. do I got on the radio? Classic rock, of course. You know. <laughs> Is that what you listen to, the radio? Yeah, it's, I still listen to the radio. Not a lot yeah. of people do, but I still listen to the radio. Where your radio go? Just not into all the apps and pushing all the buttons and stuff. And I already yeah. saying you love Greta Van Fleet. I do love Greta Van Fleet. Yep. I do love Greta Van Fleet. We want to get them here one of these days. we got to make that happen. <laughs> We've been, like, drooling to get that band. We've offered them, like, stupid money and do this and do it, and we seem to... We think we're getting close, and then it's like, oh, sorry, guys, no, no time for you. <laughs> so, uh, we'll see. Bella's reminding you that he told you about Corey Wong. He did. Mm-hmm. He turned me on to it. He absolutely turned me on to it. Mm-hmm. He's, hey, he's cutting edge kind of guy, you know. And Seth is checking in. He wants to get old man at old the mow down. Old guys don't suck as bad as everyone thinks we do. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, I learned it all from you, man. I love having you around. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Seth, we got to put a plug in for the old man. They were on the show the other day too, and uh, we got to get them on mow down one of these days, man. They're killing it around Who's here. It? Who, who? The old man. Yeah, yeah. Okay. They're a great, great band. We had them here the other day, and they're they're playing all over the freaking cool. place. So maybe next year or or another mow down down yeah. the road for sure. Um, Plus, we got you know we got a bunch of stuff at Syracuse at the island. Is <laughs> the island is looking good? We got uh, what Stephen Marley coming up. We've got. Uh, a country show, Chase Rice. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got to get the lad out in September. Then you got a big metal um, show too. Yeah, with yeah. Kill Switch and Clutch. Kill Switch and Clutch, uh, um, a, a rare indoor show in the summertime, <laughs> in right? In the summertime, but uh, that show is just a big production. It just it needed to be indoors. We got to fly everything, and we got to make it. It's going to be really loud. So if you don't like loud, don't don't even think about it. Yeah. I know you'd be you'd be like pounding I'm, on the door, man. I'm deaf already, man. <laughs> I'm totally deaf already. Billy Buckner's asking for Mo at the Stanley Theater. We got to make that happen too one of these days. We'll see what happens one of these days down there for sure. Melissa loves Kill Switch. Make sure you go out and get your tickets too for Kill Switch. You can get them at cctix.com. The whole lineup of you've got pretty much all your shows over there from the Westcott Theater to Westcott, SI Hall, Saranac, everything is on. Everything there right is on now, yeah. And there's some stuff we haven't even announced yet that we'll be announcing in the near future. Yeah. So. Come on, drop me an exclusive, man. Come on, what's up? Nah, Come on, drop me an exclusive. Come on, Chael. Stop being a dick. Come we on. Have, we're very, very excited. We got the Trey Solo. We have the opening. Oh, yeah. The very. First date of the Trey, the Fall Trey solo tour, and it's at a tiny place in Geneva, uh, the Smith Opera House. So, is that so just Trey acoustic? Just Trey acoustic, yes. Oh, cool. Yes. So that's pretty cool. I mean, that that was sold out pretty much in minutes. Um, it's kind of a small place for Trey's, but 
it's going to be it's going to be a lot of fun. Be a, a good experience. I want to go down memory lane a little bit since you're bringing up Trey and the night he played at the Stanley when he almost brought down oh, the house. They, hey, What's literally. some of your memories from that <laughs> night? <laughs> ah, well, I think I, I mean you know the story that yeah. the, like the balcony was bouncing. Yeah, yeah. The fans were dancing upstairs, and all these old theaters were designed to have a little give in them in the balcony. So the balcony bouncing is not an engineering nightmare. It's they, they expect it. They know some people are getting nervous. It was a little more than they had experienced before. Well, pal, plaster um, was falling off the ceiling. Unfortunately, yes. <laughs> um, plaster did start falling off <laughs> the, uh, the ceiling. When, but when we say the ceiling, it's not really the ceiling. It was the loge, the balcony ceiling. Right. And over the orchestra seating. And this poor gal was sitting towards the last row of the orchestra, and a big hunk of plaster just fell right down on her head. And um, she wound up in the hospital. She wound up getting stitches, and Ooh. she had a really good attitude about it. Um, the, I think they condemned the balcony at the Stanley for a few weeks until they <laughs> did another study and... Um, but it's my understanding that this, this was a freak thing. I mean, this was, what, 1990-what? I don't remember. I want to say it was like 90, 2000 or 2001. 2000? Okay. Yeah. I mean, it was a while ago. Oh, I'll tell you when it was, because it was a week before I opened the EC. But it was cool. I mean, the girl was so cool. She didn't sue anybody. The band went and visited her in the hospital, and, and you know, it was... Really? It worked out. Yeah, it was like, a, you know, the community, man. They, they take care of each other. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> That's true. So, but a lot of community in you know, the jam band scene, which that's why I like the jam band scene. Indeed. They do take care of each you other. Get, you know, you get to know the fans, you get to know everybody involved. It's it's a different kind of vibe. Yeah, Billy Buckner saying he he remembers seeing her getting taken out crazy times that night. It yeah. was it was two thousand and two and it was October two thousand two. Okay. Two thousand two. It was All the right. week before I opened up the EC. I was waiting to get my liquor license and I had a rack after party. Remember the band yes. rack? Yeah. I had yeah, to yeah. move it to the train station that night. Okay. Unfortunately, because I didn't get my liquor license in time. We ended up <laughs> opening a week later after that. But that's I totally yeah, remember that. It was a night. little sketchy anyways. I was always <laughs> sketchy, right? It's still am. Nothing changed. <laughs> <laughs> yes, indeed, man. I got indeed. to diss you in front of your mother last month, or the month. <laughs> that was fun. I love dissing you in front of your mother. <laughs> I haven't been able to diss you in front of your girlfriend in a while, though. I don't know. I, I, you do often, anyways. It's just so easy. <laughs> <laughs> it is easy. I leave myself open, though. But you know, you got to be able to handle it if you could dish it out right is that yeah, how it goes exactly. and i could take a tongue lashing so you know, i deserve it you know me i'll skim the cream off the top and yeah. take the easy stuff yeah low hanging fruit well let's talk about the time that you did throw me under the bus with my mother we're standing there <laughs> at damon's wedding and we're all standing there in a little circle and you put your arm around me and you looked at my mom and you go do you see what drugs have done to your son hi mom and, 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 we yeah love you. we love you mom <laughs> I know she's watching. She's yeah, she's always like, she's my number really, one fan. You're my number one. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, that's you blew me in with my mom, and of course, my mom thought that was pretty comical, and she laughed. She had a good laugh on that. But I love your mom. She loves she, you too, kind of. <laughs> I love Joe. Joe. Joe's a great guy. Yeah, good people for yeah. sure. Yeah. Rebecca's checking in. I totally forgot about this. Oh, we got Philly? Yeah, Philly's Philly. checking in. She Hello, wanted, Philadelphia. She wants to know what she missed. 
Oh my God! Well, you you missed... have to come out. I have to tell you in person, honey. <laughs> yeah. You're going to be here in a few weeks. So. Is she coming from Odom? Yeah, she's going to be here. Do we have the same crew intact? And pretty much. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. Yeah. Except for a couple, two, three, but yeah, yeah, cool, man. Nice, we're back. I'm what looking about forward to seeing you. the whole couch set up and all that. You're gonna do the, yeah. Have to get Shannon on film again. Can and, we do all that? Yeah. All right, we're do all that crap again. Actually, we need. Oh, I'd like to do some documentation on that. Yeah, we've got some uh, cool things in the works, but yeah, okay. yeah, we'll talk all about right. that for sure. Okay. I got to bring the crew up there. Mm. <laughs> did Did you remember that video of Shannon? Yeah. Oh my God. You had some funny stuff. <laughs> oh, it was great. It was, I have to put some of that stuff. together. It's just it, you know what the problem is? It's just it's time consuming. The Fred Matt, the Fred Matt interview was classic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. We should uh, do a Fred Matt drinking game. Like every time he swears and says fuck you or know something. It's good beer when the owner like drinks too much of it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> El Presidente. <laughs> Uh, Badger wants to know Are you the guy He sends his rider to For what man What, what rider do you Possibly have <laughs> uh, And Nardi's also Chiming in what, on... what does he need Like a knit comb For his beard Yeah <laughs> oh, Can I tell you I've roomed with Badger Before And, and he blow dries His beard Oh boy <laughs> <laughs> And not just for Like two minutes It's like He's in there For ten minutes Fifty. I love you Badger <laughs> Badger's the big shot now. He's uh, climbing the corporate ladder all over the country. Yeah, Badger, we're proud Storing, of you, man. He's out of control. And uh, so you fired all your sidekicks. It looks like I, no, no I had to kicks. because I don't play well with others. Yeah, I was good. Good. I, I really didn't want to see Clenzo at all. Today, so. <laughs> <laughs> the other kid is okay. <laughs> That's hilarious. That's hilarious. Clenzo had to hurt the sponsor sales. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> Bell's saying he has he's, to do some work, so he's checking out right now. So say goodbye to well, Greg. He can, he can watch the reruns. He can he watch can, the reruns. You can download this. You can save this for life, Greg. We know you want it. We know you want to watch this. This podcast is going to outlive all of us, actually. It's going to outlive you, Cheo. It's going to outlive me. It's going to outlive pretty much everybody here combined. As long as there's computers there's people in there now. There's taking bets on who outlives if I outlive Bell or Bell outlives me. Now Ooh, what's the odds? I don't know, but I think... I think now that I, I think that now with this quit smoking, it might be in the lead again. Are you guys the same age? Nah, he's older than me. He's older. Yeah, he's the only guy. Bike. He's like, he's the only guy around. Him and, and my buddy Jeffrey in Rochester are still promoting, strong, doing a lot of shows. They're the only two guys older than me in this game. I think um, that I'm the oldest. You were doing it longer than Bell, though. A lot longer. A lot longer. Yeah. 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 Huh. So we got to make a. Are we going to do a chart? The death chart. Can we do a chart. death pool? <laughs> Every time somebody sends me a photo now, I'm like, yeah, good one. Saving it for the funeral collage. <laughs> oh, man. Now, we need you around a couple more years, though, pal. And I'm proud of you. You quit smoking, and, and I'm glad you're feeling better. <clears throat> you look better. You don't look like Mr. Burns so much right now. I actually, believe it or not, I was always, I've never been a big guy, but I actually did lose like a little, I, I'm like thinner than I, I'm like ninth grade, tenth grade weight right now. Yeah, but I feel good, so I I think it's good. Think do you, it's good. Do you were you athletic growing up? Did you play anything? Nah, <laughs> nah. I mean I did. I I participated, but I wasn't I was not gifted. <laughs> was sports your thing? I, mean, I was even on the football team, but I was not gifted. I would play a little, like I would get in the game, um, but I was not gifted. Yeah. Uh, Sports, my thing. Not really. Uh, uh, I mean, 
Yeah, kind of, but not really. Yeah, not really. I mean, like I said, I participated. I was, I liked it. It was fun. I did it when it was fun. I played a little bit. I mean, it wasn't terrible. I was good enough to play, like not like be the perpetual bench warmer, you know. <laughs> but I wasn't going. I mean, I was wasn't going to make a career out of it. That's for sure. <laughs> did you play varsity sports or any of that? Or I was on the varsity football team. Oh yeah. 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 At what position? Yeah. I was a wide receiver and a safety. You're probably a fast little fucker, weren't I you? I was fast. When I was a kid, I could run really fast. Yeah. Like, nobody could catch me when they're chasing me, no. Uh -huh. I probably wouldn't be sitting here right now. <laughs> I've been chased by some big guys, you know? <laughs> it's like, ah, fire, run, run! <laughs> <laughs> Did you duke it out at all? Did you get into fights when you were a kid? Ah, uh, you know... My sister used to beat me up a lot. <laughs> that doesn't surprise me. <laughs> uh, and I used to fight with my brothers. Like, oh gosh, we used to fight, fight, fight. But you know, you know how families fight. Nothing yeah, oh, serious. Yeah. I really like serious, like fist fights. Maybe like two or three in my whole life. Yeah. If, if that, you know. Maybe two. I can only really remember one, and it was like sixth or seventh grade. Oh, wow. And I won. Uh, it was against Moses? <laughs> no, it was a kid. It was against this. That was a kid. His last name was, there was a whole bunch of Ryan brothers. It was one of the Ryan brothers. I can't remember which one. I grew up with these guys. They're good guys. I love these guys, but I, I don't see them that often. I forget. It was Mike. I think it was Mike. No, Mike was the older one. It was... It was seventh grade. Yeah, you don't remember that <laughs> you know, far. I don't remember how many sugars I put in my coffee this morning. You know? <laughs> I just can't picture you being a confrontational type of person anyways. Yeah, I could always talk my way out of it. <laughs> or, like I said, run really faster than you know, whoever was chasing me. All right, Bell is saying he you can't kill him. He's here forever. Okay. And then Stacy's saying Greg Bell, the only promoter to show up at work at 11 a.m., shake Phil Lesh's hand with a PBR and other hand and a 12-pack under his arm. <laughs> <laughs> and I, that was the day somebody said, hey. Somebody looked at me and said, hey, who is this guy? I said, oh, he's my partner. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love you, Greg. Is that the night they played at the Armory? I think, no. No? I, I think it was the Glens Falls. Was it Glens Falls? Greg, type in here. Was it Glens Falls? I think it was Glens Falls. But I don't remember. Did we do that show at Glens Falls? We did. We definitely did the Armory. Yeah. And I don't remember. I thought it was Glens. Maybe it was a fish. No, it wasn't fish. It was, it was, it was either Phil and Friends or Further or one of, the, one of those. Yeah, one of those. Incarnations. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> Hilarious. I want to go back to the Stanley. When was the first show you did at the Stanley? Do you remember? I do. I actually, I do. It was a double bill. Okay. Everybody knows the Almond Brothers. Mm -hmm. Okay. Keyboard player for the Almond Brothers. Chuck Level. He's not. I mean, he was in and out of the band. Chuck Level. Everybody. If you're an Almond Brother, you know Chuck Level, Chuck Lavelle, however, however you want to pronounce it had a solo project called Sea Level. And I think this was the first show. Maybe it was the second show. Remember the Winters Brothers? Did the Winters Brothers play the Stanley? I See, I don't remember now, but... 
The show I remember vividly it, because we did a three dollar. It was three dollar. The tickets were three dollars, and I'm. It was sea level. It, it was Chuck level, and he had like a pretty big song on the radio. If we could play the song, how come you don't have no music on the show? I think you should have like a backup band or something. You know, at least a symbol if somebody has a good joke. But anyway, we got the bell for that. Okay, right. and I, I can't play music because the they flag uh, me on the algorithm. All right. Well, plus they'll charge you publishing fees and all that crap and yeah. all that. Yeah, yep. all right. I get it. Sea level was the headliner in the opening band. You remember the band Stillwater, Mindbender? They had the one big song, Mindbender. Blah, 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 blah. You remember that? I do. It was the W. It was W O U R. Co with them. We called it the W O U R three dollar concert. With those Sea Bravo and Stillwater, and we saw like we almost sold the place out. We sold probably twenty five hundred tickets at three dollars, <laughs> three dollars advance, three fifty at the door. How did you make any money though? <laughs> it was a whole different time back then. It was, I mean, I used to rent the Stanley Theater was privately owned, and Mister Farrell. Do you remember? You're too young to remember. See, you're too young. Most people are too young to remember this. But, I mean, I walked in. I was 20, maybe 21 years old. And I was walked into this guy's office, older guy, suit and tie, gray hair, glasses, Mr. Farrell. He owned the Stanley Theater. He was the owner of it. And he used to forewall me the place. He rented me the place for 600 bucks. I had like my buddies from high school fucking doing security and, and we ran our own box office. We sold tickets at uh, Last Unicorns and, you know, places like that. The record stores. Yeah, at the record stores, the old cardboard, the real tickets. I call them the real tickets prior, before computers were invented. And yeah, was, that was the first one, I think. And I, it might have been the second one, but I'm pretty sure it was the first one. And that was like 19. 77 or 8, I think. Yeah. But I went. Up, I was up there today at Stanley, and you go upstairs now. I, see, I haven't been there in a, in a while. It looks great, right? And it looks great. But when you go upstairs, they have, like, all, like, the stars of previous shows, and, and they're, like, all my shows. There's Stevie Ray Vaughan and George Mo. Thurgo, <laughs> and Mo and Ed Money, and, and, you know, it's crazy, crazy. Did you tell Lisa that? I, I was like, least of the stars, most of the stars are all my stars. <laughs> They're all my stars. <laughs> I actually would like to get some. I mean, there's, they're cool-looking stars. I would love to have a couple of those stars uh, just for the heck of it. Getting eaten. I got this. Um, Warren Linhart is a photographer for the Post for, for forever and ever and ever. And he's a reporter. And I got to connect with him. He's going to do... He wants to interview me, but this guy's got pictures from probably every show I ever booked in Syracuse, and he's got some good stuff, and i got to hit him up for a few things. Well, I'd like to get a few, like, police pictures from the Carrier Dome, um, you know, stuff like that. You know, maybe a Van Halen with David Lee Roth, or, uh, um, yeah, he's got, i gotta, I got to pry on him and see what the heck. And I and I was terrible. I tr you know me. I he, treated photographers. I was always horrible to you. Got if you don't have the right credentials, you're out. You know, like, know the guy. My, his whole life was like, you got you, Warren. I can't. You got to have the right stuff. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, 
great guy though. He's got. I got to see. I want to get some of his vintage stuff. You know that I because I never saved much of anything. You don't save anything. You don't I, archive not, anything. Not really. No. I, I wish I did. Yeah. But, you know now looking you know backwards, um, but I really never. I mean I have a few. Th- I had a stack of Christmas cards from artists. I gave them all to my daughter and. Uh, a bunch of old like laminates with my picture on them and stuff. I had like Journey and George Thorogood and just a bunch the cars. I think I had some laminate, just a bunch of old laminates from stuff. But you still have records? I I don't no? I don't I don't have any vinyl. The the last few pieces of vinyl I had, um, my wife sold in the garage sale. Gosh, a jillion years ago, and. Greg Spencer, you know Greg Spencer, Blue Wave Records. He, okay, Greg Spencer, a local circus guy, had a blues label and good guy. But he ended up like coming, buying most of them, I guess, <laughs> or a bunch of them. <laughs> and and even by then, I didn't have that many left. So. Yeah, they because they were probably first editions. Yeah. You probably had the originals. Well, and the, like years ago, I used to get them in the mail. I would get promo copies. of Whatever I would get, I was on everybody's mailing list, and that you know that had been a long, long time ago. Um, but that was cool. You would, you know, you had the little sticker on there, you know, and every once in a while, some some rap would get busted for selling promos <laughs> 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 when you're supposed to be giving them away. And <laughs> I I had a situation with that with a guy selling um, promo tickets, comp promo tickets. Years ago, it was years ago, and it's kind of a funny story. I don't know if I ever told. I don't know if I ever shared the story with you, but uh, you know Ed Levine. Ed Levine was running Pix One Hundred Six in Albany at the time. This had to be late, middle to late eighties, I'm guessing. And I had George Thorogood at the Palace, and we did this big radio promo thing with Pix One Hundred Six, which was the station Ed was running, and. Um, the show was sold out like way in advance. Way in advance. The only tickets available were the promo tickets that we had given to the radio station. So I'm walking around, smoking a cigarette outside the building before the show, before right, right about door time. And I go over. There's like a little Pix 106 set up, and they're all new people. Nobody knew who I was. They just assumed I was a fan. I was just hanging out. So I'm talking to this kid, and he's like, yeah, I just made $300 selling this. I was like, oh, cool, man. So I, Ed was not at the show. He was home. So I went, and back, we had no cell phones back then. We had the backstage phone, like bat phones, you know, real phones, rotary dial. <laughs> Pay phones. <laughs> so I went to the backstage phone, I picked it up, and I, I called Ed at home, and uh he picks up the phone. I said, hey, pal. I said, we got a little problem. I explained the situation. He goes, okay, boom. I don't like to get people in trouble, but this was beyond. You know, this was like, you're taking, you're, this is, I, I was upset about this. I never let it show. So the kid showed up at work the next morning, and he was completely blindsided. All of his shit was packed. He was fired. He was escorted out of the building. So now, about a year, maybe year and a half, two years later, I've got a show in Burlington, Vermont, and at the old auditorium there. I forget what the show was, 
Might have been, I forget, doesn't matter. Could have been anybody. Could have been Twisted Sister, Blue Oyster Cult, Stevie Ray Vaughan, George Thorogood. Maybe it was George Thorogood again. I don't remember the, exactly what the show was. But we were doing this big radio promotion with WIZN, which was the big station up there at the time. They're still on the air up there. Um, and they show up for setup. And part of the setup team is the same kid that got tossed out of Albany. And he sees me, and he turns white. He's freaked. He's fr he pulls me aside. He's like, Chuck, I know I made it. Blah, blah, please. Blah. And I said, pal. I said, hey. I said, I don't You made a mistake. You paid for it. I said, I got, I got no problem with you. I said, you, I know you're here to do your job. I'm here to do my job. Let's, you know, let's bygones be bygones. This is behind us. And he was just so relieved. <laughs> he was... This poor kid was just sweating bullets. When he saw me standing in the lobby, I, I thought he was just going to jump out of his skin. <laughs> but you know me. I forgive and forget. Yeah, you're easy going. Why not? Everybody <laughs> makes mistakes. And that was good after that? He wasn't pulling shady shit after yeah. that? No. 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 Ed Levine. Ed Levine's a, a very good teacher. If he's gonna, if somebody's gonna teach you a lesson, you're gonna learn it from him. <laughs> Excellent point. Yeah. Good point. Liz is checking and she's saying she misses us both so much. She better. She coming up from Mona. She's yeah. threatening. She's threatening. Yeah. She better. I don't know if we want to make this information public right okay. now. Right, we won't ask her. <laughs> you know. I did. I just did. Uh, Liz Novak is checking in too, and she and she still has promo CDs from when you were on Salina Street. You come by. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Lots I thought she was a lot younger than that. What happened? <laughs> <laughs> Pat, what was the first festival you ever put on? Well, it depends how you like what how you would qualify like what a, is a festival a multiple I mean, all day type of thing. I mean, let's, my let's very go first show one. was an all day thing. Was it? And yeah, it was Freddie King. It was a blues headliner and a bunch of local bands, and it was an all day thing. Mm -hmm. um, and that was August nineteen seventy six. That day, that I do know for sure. <laughs> I'm not screwed up on the year there. Um, I was one. But the only, the only really like multi camping thing is is Motown. Motown. Yeah, yeah. And you know that was at the time when we we started that. It was we started that in '99. It wasn't a lot of festivals. We no. were we were kind of on the cutting edge. And mm -hmm. then, of course, now the market's just exploded for festivals. There's yeah. a festival everywhere, every day. Yeah. So. Um, some of the bigger one-day things, you know, the old fireworks over central New York when we brought out the Vernon Downs. We, we had some serious, you know, 20,000-plus crowds. Yeah. Um, the OK Rockathon at, at, at Vernon Downs we had one year uh, where we cracked 30,000 people, which it actually was 19. I, 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 don't, I, don't, I know this for a fact, too, because I know the year because it was in, in within a week's time we put almost 100,000 people into Vernon Downs Infield. It was 1998, and within like a week, we had right back-to-back -back Fish, Dave Matthews, and the K-Rockathon. Yep. And they all did 30,000-plus. The K-Rockathon at that time was ridiculous. It actually was a little bit better than it did like the best of all three. <laughs> 
Insane. Oh, yeah. I was at all crazy. three too. I remember that. Crazy, yeah. It was crazy. hot. It was, it was a crazy summer. It yeah. Nineteen ninety eight was yeah. Yeah, see, it, it was that, quite a year. And I forget too, you were instrumental in those whole original K Rockathons. Uh, that was all, yeah, like, we, a lot of that was yeah. your brainchild on yeah. a lot of that. The ten bands yeah. for ten bucks and stuff like yeah. that. I remember all yeah. that. Those were the days. Lots have changed since. There's so much that's changed with the technology nowadays mm. and the internet and. Well, it's, I mean, we're not, okay, 70s, 80s, it was all about the radio, radio, radio. It mm-hmm. was on the radio, boom. But now I think you got a whole, the way it is now with the internet and all these Spotify's and this and that is just, there's all, there's so many genres that people are digging on and there's so, like the market's kind of fragmented into different different genres and everybody's you know got their favorite shit (laughs) it's tough to stay on top of i mean it's tough to i mean a lot of stuff i don't even know about and a competitor will have it and it'll sell a ton of tickets and be like well why didn't how come we didn't know about that it's it's tough to know about everything really is Stacy's checking in right now, and uh, she's saying the uninvited. Chael paid them to come here just to play the Too High for the Supermarket song. I just wanted to hear that one song so bad I didn't give a shit if it was. Come on. I just wanted to hear that song. I didn't care about nothing. Uh, nothing else. I didn't care about the money. I didn't care about nothing. I wanted to hear that song. Where was that show? I don't tell her. She, she I, it she was one know. of those radio. Fa- I oh, think it? it was a radio. Was it Stace? Where was it? Was it was it K Rock show or what was it? Sounds like a K Rock show because I think that was the only airplay they were getting at the time. Too high for the supermarket. I feel like that could be your theme I still, song. I love that song. Oh my god! Are you kidding me? <laughs> Is that on your playlist? Chael <laughs> Stoner playlist. I like it. Uh, <laughs> the uninvited, huh? <laughs> and, and and what a great name! What a great name for a band. We've all been that. We've all been there. We've all been the uninvited. Oh, indeed. <laughs> yes, we have. We've all been that guy at one point or another, for sure. <laughs> She's saying it was the K Rockathon. Yeah, yeah. That's what I thought. Too high for the supermarket. Ah <laughs> <laughs> uh, man, what was your first obsession band? Did you have a band that you got obsessed with when I was a kid? Yeah, when you're a kid. I- I'm gonna say number one. Stones. Stones? Yeah, definitely. Number one, Stones. Um, number two, Almond Brothers. Yeah. Right on. Oh. Well, that's it's solid right there. And you mentioned the Stones, and I want to bring up the Struts again because the Struts really reminded me of like a Stones meets Queen type of thing, right? Yeah, kind of bringing back rock. rock and roll, they right? They just rock. When I, they just rock. They're just that Victoria's Secret video is amazing. It it's is like the one of the best videos I've ever seen. I actually saw that she was watching that. I flipped it just at the right time. It was flipping channels when that was on, and I've watched it several times after that, like on YouTube or you know whatever. What a great video! That was great. That, yeah, yeah I, and that f- lead singer man, he's a, quite the front man. Yeah, if yeah, you remember, he definitely the, has charisma. At the Westcott show, he had everybody laying on the ground. Yeah, do you remember that? Yeah, had everybody and laying on the ground, so and then hot in there that night. Oh, oh my, my goodness, God, it know. was that was brutal. It was a sweaty rock club. We love sweaty rock clubs. Absolutely, that's where we, that's where we all cut our teeth in a sweaty rock club. Yeah. But that's remember coming the old, up with the old Lost Horizon that Greg would shut the hot 
would shut off the cold water in the men's room so people would have to get water at the bar. <laughs> <laughs> what was the first uh, show at the loss that you put on? Boy, it's really hard to remember that. That and one, that, yeah. Boy, that place, gosh, what a lot of good memories. I don't... I don't remember. I don't remember. It was so long ago. I, Gosh, I spent so many nights in that corner with Greg sucking beers and talking shit. And uh, I mean, look at the bands that went through there. Everybody. The Chili Peppers and Kid Rock and Limp Bizkit. Metallica. Metallica. Bon Jovi. <laughs> you know, crazy. Pearl and, Jam. And, you know, people forget about, like, the blues, some of the blues shows in there. John Lee Hooker played there. James Cotton played there. I mean, these are legendary, you know, like... Crazy stuff. Uh, the New York Dolls, David Johansson. You know that was. I went to New York Dolls as a fan. That's when I got turned on to the club. I was underage, and I went to New York Dolls, and the place was packed, and uh, I just felt at home there. And start, that was my new hangout. And it was one of the easiest places to get into with a fake ID in all of Syracuse for a while. <laughs> <laughs> but that was something. Yeah, that was something that. The place was very close to my heart because when I was a kid, I hung out there. You know my buddy Ricky? Yeah. We're all in there one night. It was a school night. We were still in high school. We're all in there one night, and we're we're, we're, we're up there. Okay, <laughs> we're pounding cocktails. We're doing chemicals. We're kids. We're teenagers. Doesn't Ricky's dad walk in the fucking front door? And I'm the first one to see him, and I'm like, walks right in the front door and grabs Ricky by the ear and takes him up. <laughs> oh man! <laughs> then my other, my best story ever. My parents were out of town, and I didn't have my, I had my learner's permit, but I didn't have my driver license, and I took my mother's car and picked up like three buddies and we went to see a band and I don't remember who it might have been like Body Greeley Band or his big local band whatever the hell it was so we go there and we're all trashed up and we walk out of the place at like 2.30 in the morning and we go to the car and the car's gone <laughs> and my parents are coming home the next day so in a panic we figure out the car's been towed so now we go to the, we're trying to get the car out of the tow. Well, guess what? We can't get the car out of the tow lot without a driver license and whatever, 50 bucks at the time, whatever. You know, it'd be a couple hundred now, but back then it was probably 50 or $75. So not, none of us had a driver. None of my friends had a driver license back then. Was, we were 15, 16. I think then you get a permit when you were 15 and then your driver license when you were 16. Is that how it was years ago? I don't remember. But nobody had a license. So now I got to go to my sister to get the car for her because she's got the license. The one that used to beat me up all the time. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> that bitch owned me for a long time. Ah. <laughs> uh, uh, but we got the car. We got the car back, like, home in the driveway maybe 10 or 15 minutes before before mom and dad got home. So. 
You Roster made it just rises. in time. Roster rises. Made it just in time. What about Ricky's brush with Mick Jagger? Ah, the Ricky brush. The uh-huh. Ricky blow off. <laughs> the Ricky blow off? I I was driving again. I, I I think I forget. I looked it up on the internet. I forget what year it was. It was 70s. But the Rolling Stones were playing at Rich Stadium. Mm-hmm. And the only... I remember getting tickets because the only ticket outlet in Syracuse... You couldn't only buy tickets like in person back then. You couldn't charge them on the phone. You couldn't buy them. There was no internet. The only outlet in Syracuse was the War Memorial box office. And people were literally, they were parking their cars and sprinting to get in line. And I got in line and I scored some tickets. We were lucky enough to get tickets. So we book, we book a hotel. We book a hotel in Buffalo the night before the concert. So we get in, we get to Buffalo. We check into the hotel, and we go, and everybody's buzzing in the hotel. By accident, we're at the same hotel as the Stones. And I'm like, holy shit, we're we're in the Stones Hotel. So we start nosing around the hotel, and there's this big, it's sectioned off, they had a pool bar, and it's all sectioned off, and the Stones are having a party in the pool bar, and it's all press and the Stones and their their entourage. And for whatever reason, we walked right. We just looked like we belonged. Nobody questioned me and Ricky. We just walked in like we owned the place, and we're having drinks and we're rubbing with with Keith Richards and Ron Wood at the bar, and we're having drinks and we're crashing the Stones party. <laughs> so we hang out there for a little bit. And we both looked at each other and we said, Mick's not here. We got to find Mick. So we walk out of the party. We walk into this other bar. And it was a really fancy, what, you know those kind of bars where you can't order a drink unless you're sitting down yeah. kind of bar? It was that kind of bar. So we walk into the bar and there's almost nobody in the bar. And we look in the corner and Mick Jagger is sitting in the corner. He had this huge, like with some, with some chick, I don't know who she was. Um, but he had this huge, like, 10-gallon hat on and was keeping his head down so people couldn't really see his face, but we saw him. So <laughs> Ricky's got the balls. I didn't. I was like, whoa, I'm, uh, hey, it's Mick Jagger. I'm just happy to be in the same room. I'm not. He goes, ah, because I got to talk to him. But Ricky goes over, and he says, hey, and he taps him, and Mick Jagger looked up at him, and he went, give him the, <laughs> with his hand, like this. Get away from and me. And it's like, Ricky got the. From Mick Jagger, yeah! <laughs> he got the shoe fly? The shoe fly. It was hilarious. I need a break. I got to get another beer. Is this break time? I, this is break. Yeah, Play yeah, all right. Commercial. This is... This is... Play some commercial. <laughs> Actually, this is a perfect time for me to tell all you guys about what we got going on here at the D. Why Chuck goes and takes a pee break really quick. Uh, we got a big metal night going on. For all you metal heads, we're putting on a metal show. Thrashing Varick Street. That's what's going on July 20th at Sickenburger Lane. Sicken 624 is what they rebranded it as. It's going down July 20th. The night starts off with my boys from Beside the Sun, followed by the relentless metal sounds of Outlier. I'm excited for Outlier, actually. They're my boys from North Carolina coming all the way up here to perform for you lovely people of Utica. And then at the end of the night, a Pantera tribute band. 
Awesome Pantera tribute band, by the way. Vulgar display. Doors open at 7. Show starts at 8. $10 cover at the door. There's going to be food trucks and a whole bunch of other fun things. So come on out. We're going to be going live, doing live podcasting, hanging out with everybody. So make sure you come out. It's Saturday, July 20th, Sickenburger Lane. Also... We're raising money for the ARC. You might have heard me talking about it yesterday on yesterday's podcast with Rebecca Kearns, but we're doing a bartending night, and that's going down Wednesday, June 26th at the Delta Marriott, the Shade Lounge. It looks awesome in there, by the way. They spent like millions and millions of dollars in that place, and it looks sick. The bar is awesome. But we're going to be there from 5 to 7 bartending, and all our tips will proceed the arc of Oneida and Lewis County. So come on out. All the whole D crew is going to be there. DJ East one's going to be on hand spinning some records. And also uh, the Delta Marriott's going to be giving away complimentary room stays and dinner packages. So come on out. It's June 26th from five to seven. Happy hour with the D baby. Come hang. Come get drunk with us. That's what we like to do around here. <laughs> also, much love. I got to give love and respect out to my boy, Eddie Alzheimer, EJA Moving Company, the professional movers. When you're ready to move and relocate, hit them up at ejamoving.com. Also, got a big shout-out. We got to give a huge shout-out to Megan McGrogan. She released her very first podcast today on the D, leveling up with Meg McGrogan. She knocked it out of the park. Today was a cool little introduction of what Meg's going to be doing throughout her podcast. So uh, make sure you check your local listing. She's going to be going every Wednesday, every other Wednesday at 1 o'clock here on the D. And speaking of, it's in the cooler. If you, if you go, <laughs> open up the refrigerator. Open the refrigerator. No, no, the refrigerator, yeah, that one. And now you see the icebox thing in the top? There you go. There's your beers. This guy comes with a freaking rider over here. <laughs> it's the only way I could get him on the podcast if I got him pizza and a beer. <laughs> You're like a freaking frat boy. <laughs> Anyways, so big ups to Meg McGrogan for knocking it out of the park today. Meg, Level- Meg, Meg is f- the, the former beer goddess of all of Central New York. Seriously. And she's going to have Fred on the podcast, on her podcast, chopping it up with her. She has her own podcast? She started today. Remember I told you that? Yeah, she started right there. What's her theme? What's her deal? It's called Leveling Up. And so she's featuring a lot of business owners and products to the area, a lot of chamber Uh members, because she's the director of the Chamber of Commerce. Okay, I, I'm, I'm smelling a jump show here. I can go on her show. You could go on her show. show. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I, I welcome you to do I that. I think she's going to have a big viewer, big viewers. She killed it today. In fact, that's her studio right there. You're looking at that right there. That's that's her studio. And also, we're launching a new She's po- got her own studio right? already, pal. Do you, are, do you feel threatened? No. Not at all? No, I welcome this. Come on, it's the D. We're all a family. It's a okay. network. Okay. It's a network, man. <laughs> I love this stuff. I want them to do better than me. You know, I want them to all to crush me. Every show on this network. We have eight shows on the nine coming Monday. Really? Yeah, nine so different probably, shows. If I wanted to be 10, I could be 10. Yeah, I would maybe, love for you to do a show here. Maybe. You never know. Why not? Just like a one-on-one second, conversation with somebody? Maybe or? My, when I retire, it could be my second career. Yeah. You know? All right. I would like that. Did you ever get into radio? No. No? No. I've been a guest on, on radio, but I never like. Ever actually was on the radio. You never did a show or anything like show, that? No. No? No. Oh, you should consider doing a podcast one of these days. Everybody's doing, doing a podcast now. Everybody's doing a podcast, but I, I mean, I know he's not that talented when it comes to... Yes, you are. <laughs> yes, you are. you got great stories. It's all about stories and, and telling, talking, conversation, promoting yeah. events. That's all it really uh, is. That, that, well, that's what this podcast is all about. 
Well, everybody's got different ones. <laughs> Maybe to you. To me, it's a pizza and beer. <laughs> <laughs> hey, by the way, how did you like the pizza? The pizza's pizza delicious. Yeah. Are they a sponsor? Should we mention them? The or pizza box. They're great friends pizza of ours. Box, yeah. Mm-hmm. You get a discount at least? Or? I didn't get a discount today, but they do. Uh-huh. I will tell you this, though. They do do a lot of trading. Anybody walks in the shop right now and says... Um, uh, Disruption Network gets a free slice. I would love it's that. It's guaranteed. Go for it. I would go, love every, that. I'll listen. If you are if you can walk there, go. Go. Z's picking up the tab. It's Just right around the, the corner. Guy. Tell the guy, you heard it on the internet. It has <laughs> to be true. It has to be true. <laughs> I'm going to get this bill for thousands of dollars because you know. No, anyways, the pizza box, they're over there on South Street in Utica. Awesome. What they, nice. This is the half moon pie. So half of the pizza is like your traditional style pizza, right? Yeah. And then yeah. the other half is the Oskinitz upside down Utica style pizza. Yeah. It's incredible. Not tomato pie. People think it's tomato pie, but it's not. It's actual pizza. Yeah, no, I, I remember that pizza. The, mm-hmm. That was served on Varick Street at one time, too, wasn't it? With yeah, the Pasquale's. Cheese, the cheese under the sauce. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, that's the... Cheese uh, under the sauce. Did they invent that? Is that... Oskinitz. I mean, is that something? Do Italians do that? Uh, is it from Italy or? It's is from it Italy. Vet it, vet it. It, yeah, no, no, they brought it over from Italy. Right. Uh, Oskinitz over there on Bleecker Street. They're like the second oldest pizzeria in New York, or they okay. are the oldest pizzeria in New York State. Right. Something like cool. that. They've been cool. around since yeah. 1903 yeah. or something like that. Mm. They're the ones they introduced that style to to the U.S. into cool. the area. Yeah, good stuff. It's definitely different. I like the cheese. At first, I thought it was the first time I had it. I don't know how many years ago, but I was like, oh, tomato pie. And then you bite in, and the cheese is underneath. And you're like, ah, there's cheese. It, tr- <laughs> it tricks you. Where do you get pizza uh, from in Syracuse? Sometimes, I, you know, sometimes I go to Pavone's, or I'll just go to the, what's the place in Armory Square there? That, uh, uh, tomato pie. Johnny's place. Tomato. Uh, Nick's tomato Nick's, pie. Yeah. yeah. Or Twin Trees. Okay. Twin Trees, they're pretty good. Yeah. We get yeah. them a lot up over at Paper Mill. The other thing we got to talk about, Fast Eddie's. We should talk about Fast Eddie's. Yeah. We should. We should. We just had our one-year anniversary. Congratulations. Um, we've got outdoor seating now with a beautiful view of New Cordev. <laughs> you can still get a can of Utica Club for two bucks. Two bucks, Varick Street. I think it's two fifty on Varick Street now. All, all day long? All day. Two bucks. Yeah, honest with you, it's three dollars on Virk Street. If not three fifty, four. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Two dollars at Fast Eddie's. Hey, you guys, you might as well drive to Syracuse. You might as well get it for two <laughs> bucks. <laughs> it's worth the risk. And so, is that you're doing daily drink specials over there? And uh, we, we, our prices are so low, we don't have to do specials. We're oh. like two and a quarter for cans, two fifty, three bucks. Wild drink. It's it's just a a nice little. Cozy little neighborhood bar. You know, everyone's welcome. Eat food. Everyone's welcome. You serve food. We serve good food. Paul, we got Paul in the kitchen. He's I'm like a master chef. This guy, for a neighborhood bar, I mean, phew, we have really good food. We, we do. Do you keep the joint open until two a.m.? You know, I, I I don't get involved in any. I don't do anything there except promote it and be a brand ambassador and drink there. Um, the beer it taster. varies. I mean, we on on the slower nights, I we leave it up to the barmaid if if she thinks she's gonna, you know, do the biz, she can stay open. Or sometimes we close a little early. Might close at whatever one o'clock or something, you know. Right. That's the other thing. Have you noticed too that 
the change in times lately too with music and how like a lot of these shows are ending early. Like I've noticed that a lot locally here in Utica. Like the shows are done at midnight. Where back in the day, like the headliner would go yeah, on at midnight. I, you know, on weekends the, for the club shows, they still milk it. But I, I, we started way back in the eighties we, because we, we we were having we were getting. I mean, Syracuse, Utica, Rochester, Albany—they're not, you know, they're not major markets. And and I was doing a lot of club shows um, years ago, and uh, my buddy Paul Delella started that, and everyone, we all copied him. We would promote for weeknights. We'd say, "In by seven, home by 11. because we felt like people wouldn't come out because they were so used to the headliners going on at midnight. And you got to get up for work at seven or eight o'clock in the morning. You're not coming, you know. So we started promoting that in by seven, home by eleven. I don't know how many, you know, years ago. And I think it just depends on the on the show, on the scene, on the club. And but for the bigger shows, for the bigger club shows, weeknights, yeah, you want to start early. You want yeah. you want to give people a chance to come and. and still like not be too hung over to work the next day demographic definitely yeah. falls in the factor there yeah. uh, the age groups and stuff like that and you know your age when i started we all well you you're too young to remember anything but <laughs> 18 drinking age you know years ago it was 18 drinking age and gosh when you're the younger you are the later you go mm -hmm. the i don't care who you are what you are the younger you are the faster, the stronger, the harder you go. <laughs> the more invincible you are, right? When I was 17, 18, I would stay. I would like pull into the parking lot of work and four in the morning and sleep in the car until 7.30 and then dust myself off and go to work. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Not anymore, though, huh? Mm -hmm. Not anymore, but yeah, that's it. No, I'm generally, I'm usually in bed by 11, unless I have a reason not to be. You know, a reason to be out, and then I can still hang. I mean, don't you know I can still I hang. I know you can still hang. <laughs> I've had many it's nights It's just with further you. and fewer. <laughs> yeah. And my wife is less tolerant of it, you know. So. Well, unless you're staying in town, though. Yeah. If you're staying yeah. in town, then you're like, all right, I'm hanging out for a little while. But and we're going to have a few of those nights coming up at the Saranac Brewery. Man, a lot of them. Yep. Let yep. me tell you, man, you, this year is very diverse with the lineup. At Saranac, I mean, with yeah, uh, it's all over the place. That's what all we over like. The place. That's what we like. We would like to even be more diverse if we could. Mm -hmm. so we like to keep it, mix it up. Great Definitely job, mix though. It up. Great job with the lineup this year, and everybody's really pumped up for that Flaming Lip show. It's a day after my birthday too, so we're going to be oh, partying. Nice. We're, nice. we're partying that night. Les Claypool, Sean Lennon. You listen to any uh, of that? Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Interesting, right? Sounds kind of like the Beatles. Sounds just like the Beatles. I thought it's like Beatles. Like the Beatles with less. less you know? Right. That's exactly what it sounds like. The Beatles with less. The perfect description for that. And then also Willie Nelson's son opening that show as well. Yeah. Mike yeah. and Nelson. Yeah. With uh, what's the name of his band? I can't remember off the top of my head, but uh, he's gonna. You got all these rock legends coming in, and then of course the Flaming Lips. If you've never seen the Flaming Lips put on a live performance, you need to do yourself a favor. Hop over to cctix.com, grab yourself a couple tickets to this show, and check yeah. out what the Flaming Lips do live because it's amazing. Yeah. It's amazing. Yep. Yeah. It's over the top. It's just a lot of crazy nonsense, but it's good. I mean, it's it's like a rock and roll entertainment type of show where you're going to be blown away, and you're going to probably see things you've never seen before. <laughs> that time at Modown, were you a furry at Modown when they played Modown Flaming Lips? 
I uh, I was part of the show. Were you, I were you a furry? Was the uh, elephant suit? Yes, <laughs> yes, that was that was great. I mean, that, the balloon. The only I the only thing that backfired a tiny bit was they had that whole balloon thing going, and uh, they were trying to roll the balloons down the hill, but the wind kept blowing them back into their faces. <laughs> 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 so they decided, you know what? Fuck the hill. We'll 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 roll them from the bottom of the hill and let them blow up. So <laughs> hilarious. That was a great show. That was a great year. I I don't remember what year that was, but yeah. that was a good year. I don't even remember who else was on the bill that year. Yeah, I don't remember either. Just the Flaming Lips that yeah. year blew me away. Yeah, blew me away. Particle Kid. That's who's opening up the show. Okay, and that's Mike and Nelson. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. So many great shows throughout the years, and thanks for keeping us all entertained throughout the years, Chuck. I'm gonna get sentimental right now. Try only for a second, but <laughs> no, you're killing it, man. You are. We're lucky to have you, and you've been entertaining all of us for so many years. And there should be a street named after you somewhere in Syracuse when it's all said and done. I, I think I'd rather have it here in Utica. Really? <laughs> <laughs> right behind the Stanley, right? <laughs> <laughs> One more thing before we get out of here. Uh, Joe Bonamassa. I want to discuss Joe Bonamassa for a second because I know you've had him have come in a few times. Okay. And, and he has known Joe Bonamassa since he was 12 years old. Younger. Mm -hmm. I, younger. His parents used to come to me for advice. And was, he's awesome. I mean, he's look at his PBS stuff. And his, I mean, he's huge everywhere. Right. Um, What's the question? Why do you think he can't pull numbers in his own hometown? Yeah, I mean, it's a tough market. It's not, you know, a lot of people can't pull numbers here. Right. And I really think if he played the Stanley, he'd, he'd, he'd kill it right now. I, I think mean, so, too. Gosh, he's had so much. He hasn't played here in a long time. Since you had him at he the had, brewery. He played the brewery. So last time he played this market. Mm -hmm. um, and, and that was I like mean, a dozen years ago. The guy is so established now. I mean, gosh, he's... God. Who'd have thought? I mean, man, he's just got so many. He's just so good and so huge everywhere in the world now. Yeah. Um, who'd have thought? Ever thought that it would be that way? But it is. Yeah. So, I mean, I I think if he played the Stanley Theater right now, if nobody from Utica bought a ticket, it would still be sold out because everyone would come. <laughs> it would. They would drive here from wherever. I would know? hope so. I would. Yeah. I would like to think that's the case. Uh, I really feel like he can pretty much sell three thousand tickets almost any place in the world right now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's amazing. And just like back the heck out of him, and just unbelievable what what he's been. And, and he was a prodigy. I mean, he was a born a natural, a natural. You don't see a lot. Of, and even I say he's a natural, but he also worked very hard. Oh yeah, very hard at a very young age. And you know, he played Monown, one of the very first Monowns. Yeah. And um, uh, Mo's original manager, John Topper, everyone calls Topper. We put him, we put, we put Joe on the main stage because we both were huge fans of Joe. And we we're sitting on stage. Him and I are sitting on stage, and we look out in the field. There's nobody there. There's, you know, maybe. There, it, if there was 8,000 people at the Motown, there was 300 of them in front of the stage, 500 maybe, for, for Joe. And I felt really bad. I was a little embarrassed by it. And Topper looks at me and he goes, Cheo, he goes, 
nobody realizes how amazing this kid is. And he is. He's truly amazing. He's been truly amazing for almost his entire life. <laughs> I have a ton of respect for Joe. A ton yeah. of respect. So I go off on a little soapbox about, like, there should be a statue of him in this town. There should be a, oh a road gosh. named after yeah. him or a street named after him or a school or something. Absolutely. Absolutely. He gets no love in his own hometown. Well, I give you love, Joe. I got a lot of love for you. We love you, Joe. Yeah, (laughs) we do. We absolutely do. Before we got here, cryptocurrency, it's it's going Uh, up, pal. It's it's climbing up. I I believe in the technology. I think it's coming back. I think the next... uh, the next bull run is right around the corner. Let's do it, baby. <laughs> Let's New do it. New cars for everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Chuck, this has been good, man. Thanks so much oh, for I coming found. to hang. Always a pleasure. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. As long in- as it's only once a year, I can deal with it. <laughs> Now this Megan show I'm very interested in. We might have to do that once a week. I don't know. We'll find, we'll find out. I got to see more of this. I got to watch the show, figure out the content. We're launching another show, too, on Monday night with Heather Beebe. She's a life coach. Ah, and it's unstoppable. I've, done, I've you. done a little bit of life coaching in my day. You've been my life yes. coach a couple times. I've done some coaching on that. Yeah. Subject. I could be interested in that one too. Yep. You never know. She launches on Monday at nine o'clock right here on the D. All Disruption Network social media platforms. Big ups to Heather. Big ups to Meg too. She knocked it out of the park. And uh, everybody out there, please go and watch that episode of Leveling Up that debuted today at one o'clock earlier this afternoon on the D. She killed it. It was fun. She's gonna. She's got like Aaron Hamlin coming on, and and a lot of Fred wow. Fred Matt's coming on. Yeah. So she's got a lot of cool people coming on, as well as some awesome nice. business owners nice. here locally in Utica. So uh, before we get out of here, much love to Nye Volkswagen. Simple and easy. All you got to do is go into their showroom, fifty eight sixty five Taborg Road in Rome. Let them know that you listen to the D me on a daily basis and tell them you want a new Volkswagen they're going to give you $250 off that Volkswagen and a 90% discount from the employee price <laughs> that's like shaving off your first month's payment 250 bucks. go in there they gave me that beautiful Jetta out there man I love that car it's awesome on gas it's like I get 40 miles to the gallon when I come visit in Syracuse it's awesome Good stuff. It is. It's good stuff. The thing's fast, too. You can check out their inventory at nivwofrome.com. So uh, tomorrow's Summerfest. We're going to be live from Summerfest for the next couple of days. Downtown Utica. We're bringing back the vibe of good old summertime. So come on out and hang out with us. Friday night features Rare Earth. So if you want to get your little Motown action on, come on out. It's free. Absolutely free. So you got no excuse not to come out. Free. It's my favorite F word. It's my second, actually. You know what my first is? Focaccia. Anyways, free show, Genesee Street. That's the party. Come on out. Hang out with us, please. And uh, we're looking forward to seeing all the great local bands and as well as Rare Earth headlining on Friday night. And then the Almond Betts Band on Saturday at the Stanley. We'll be out there for that one as well. Yeah. So. Yep, great band. Great band. Great band. That should be a lot of fun. And don't forget, June 30th at the Saranac Brewery, Slightly Stupid. For more information and where you can find all the creative concert shows, you can go to cctix.com and uh, the Westcott Theater, all the great shows that Chuck's putting on. He's been entertaining Central New York for 40 years. And we owe it to him by supporting him and going out and going out to all these great shows that he puts on for us. So get out there, buy your tickets, and uh, let's have some fun, man. Chuck, you've been like the director of entertainment in upstate New York for 40 years, man. That's you. You're the director of fun. <laughs> the oh, godfather I hope. to hippies. I hope. I hope. <laughs> we'll see. I know I'm still having fun, so hopefully other people are too. <laughs> Me too. Me too. Thanks for coming, man. We'll see you soon. Later. 
You know what the hell you're listening to? It's EC Radio. Never you mind what I'm making. You should spend some time taking a personal inventory of what you're doing for the betterment of society. EC Radio. Only on the D. The Baseline is back with all new episodes every Sunday night at 8 p.m. Right here on Disruption Network. The complete rundown of news and notes around Major League Baseball. Get caught up with fantasy rankings, predictions, league leaders, standings, and more. Join JP and SPG as they bring you original segments like 3 Up, 3 Down, The Haps on the Haps, Tip of the Cap, and The Field Report. Don't find yourself out of the Baseline. Join the Baseline every Sunday night, all season long, only on the D. Hey, it's Cassidy, and you're listening to Disruption Network. (laughs) So you just bought your dream home, and now it's time to move. Let's face it, nobody likes to move. All the packing, unpacking, lifting, upstairs, downstairs, and broken everything, including your back. Let the professionals at EJA Moving Company take all the stress and pain out of your move. Competitively priced moving. Relocation services, office moves, and complete packing and unpacking services. They work with everybody to make it simple and easy for you to move and relocate. Call EJA Moving Company at 315-335-0516. When it's time to relocate, have EJA Moving do all the work for you. Hit them up online, ejamoving.com. Hey, Disruption Network. This is Mike Sacco, the general manager at Nye Volkswagen of Rome. If you don't know me by name, it's only because you have not received the best deal. There's only one reason to leave Utica, and that's to come see me in Rome and get the best deal on your next new, pre-owned, or certified VW. Mention that you heard this ad from Disruption Network and receive $250 off your next vehicle purchase. You'll know why our customers say, I love my Nye VW. Come see us at 5865 Rome Taberg Road in Rome or visit us online at nivwofrome.com. Want to know what's going on at the D? Hit up disruptionnetwork.net and check out our events calendar brought to you by the Events Co. Find out about upcoming guests, special events, concerts, show schedules, community activities, and more. Get connected at disruptionnetwork.net. The Property Sisters of the Mohawk Valley was born when three top producing agents with over 25 years of combined experience selling real estate joined forces to take real estate to the next level. We practice with honesty, integrity, and the knowledge to help make the buying and selling process easy and stress-free for all of our clients. We pledge to always make our clients our top priority from start to finish and even after the house is closed. We will always be a valued resource for information and assistance for our buyers and sellers. Our customers over the years have become not only past clients, but great friends. As we join hands together as the Property Sisters of the Mohawk Valley, we look forward to serving our clients and our community and making a positive difference. You can reach us at 315-601-9630 for all of your real estate needs. The Disruption Network is making moves. For upcoming events, news, interviews, and new daily programming, keep in the loop with us at disruptionnetwork.net. Like, follow, and subscribe to all our social media. And check out all our podcasts on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and Spotify. Get up on the D, disruptionnetwork.net.